our lives, we've been told to go to school, get good grades, get a good job, and you'll be set. How's that working out for you? I'm Tavana Denise, physical therapist turned life and business coach, and I'm on a mission to help you create a life you love and a business on your terms. If you want more time, more freedom, more flexibility, I can help you create it. Welcome to Breaking Protocol, the show for women in healthcare who want more. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I want to talk about feelings. How does that relate to redefining strong? I'll get to that, but I've been thinking about this a lot because I've been <laughs> thinking about my own feelings, especially as the gravity of our situation sets in. I've been thinking about burnout and why some of the most accomplished, driven, intelligent women I know hit the wall or never start at all, right? A couple of months ago, I straight up had a meltdown. I cried enough to where it probably made up for the years where I can't even remember the last time I cried, right? Even after a major breakup, I don't remember crying. And after that, I was exhausted for like two days in a row. And ever since I felt so much better, thankfully, even lighter perhaps. But the funny thing was a week prior, I had coached at least three of my clients on the very same thing, hitting the wall, which after talking to so many of them, I really kind of equated to resisting our feelings versus feeling our feelings. So why is this important, right? Because if you've been following along, you'll remember that our feelings determine our actions or lack thereof. And over time that creates our results. And so what I noticed for myself and for my clients is that sometimes they were able to notice the thought that generated a feeling, but they couldn't name the feeling. They couldn't label the feeling, which now that I think about it, isn't really their fault because when were we taught to feel? When were we taught that it was okay to feel? Like, even if we were, it's usually the quote, good feelings and anything that is the opposite of happy, content, glad, excited, right? We're taught to push it down, to squelch it. Don't cry. Don't be upset. It's okay, be happy, that kind of thing. Like, don't worry, be happy, remember that song? And so one of my mentors says that life is 50-50, right? We can't possibly know one without having experienced the other. And so when she first said that, I was like, life is 50-50? No, life should be, it should be, right? Life should be happy. Like, I want to be happy all the time. And it took me a while to really understand what she was talking about because we absolutely don't know or have context or understand what happy, excited, glad, elated is like, what it feels like, what it even means if we've never felt sad, disappointed, frustrated, depressed. So why are we afraid to feel our feelings, our emotions? especially since emotions, as I understand them, 
they're just vibrations within our body caused by our thoughts. So I don't know about you, but at some point in time in my life, I got the sense that feelings had no place, especially in healthcare, right? That you had to be strong, you had to be poised, professional, put together, mask your feelings. And if a cold blue is called, you may be freaking out inside, but you better be cool as a cucumber on the outside. And so I learned how to mask my feelings, to push them down, to not pay attention to them, to label them really as bad as something that wasn't supposed to happen, that shouldn't happen. And it served me in some way, but I always noticed that it showed up in another way. For me, it was stuffing down, avoiding, distracting from emotions, AKA emotional eating. And now that I think about it, that is a very good term because I would literally try to eat my feelings, <laughs> which was not helpful. I mean, I would think that it was in the moment. It just really was a distraction. It didn't actually take away the feeling. It just temporarily distracted me so that I had another issue or another problem to focus on. But I also learned how to push those things away to avoid, to distract. And I got to a point where like what I see in some people, some people will never even pursue a goal because they anticipate pain. So if you've ever noticed like when we would do any kind of stair training with the patients, we would, oh, it's so funny. I would open up the door to the stairwell and they would look at the stairs and just anticipate pain and go through all kinds of things. And they might not want to do it, but I would just soothe them and comfort them and talk to them. It's okay. I got a special way. You probably been doing this naturally when your knee was hurting or your hip was hurting. It's going to be fine. Right. And we take them up the stairs in that special way that we know how to do. And they're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And it's the same thing when we have these, these emotions, these negative emotions like frustration, confusion, disappointment, anger, we can do the same things to ourselves. We can talk ourselves down. We can say, it's okay that you feel this way. It's okay to feel afraid. We're going to still do it. We're going to get through it, right? But what do most of us, including myself, what do we do? We try to avoid it. We try to ignore it. We try to push it away. I know for me, there was many times where I was like, no, I don't have time for that. I got stuff to do. And I meant time to feel afraid, time to feel confused, time to feel frustrated. So I used force to get through until I would hit the wall and then I would be exhausted. Right. So has that ever happened to you where you're like, you just go and go and go. And you're like, I don't have time for this. Just keep pushing and then you're out, completely wiped, completely exhausted, but you got through. What I find happens over time, even with the high achievers, the ambitious women that I work with, is sometimes you are so used to that pattern and you know it for yourself, you know, like, I'm going to go, 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 and then I'm going to crash, that sometimes, for some people, you get to a point where you're like, I'm not even going to start that project because I know if I start, like I have no black and white, it's all in or nothing. So I know if I get started, I'm going to go and go and push and push and ignore myself 
ignore the boundaries, ignore the self-care, and then I'm going to be exhausted. You don't know how to regulate your own energy, so you don't try. So why is this happening, right? Why does this happen that we have this go, go, go attitude and then we crash? We think we need to do more things, right? To get the job done, to get to the goal, to have the success, to get to the other side. But what if the problem is not that you're, that you need to do more, right? What if the problem is not that you're actually doing too much? What if the problem is that you're actually resisting your feelings and that you might possibly be exhausted from not allowing yourself to feel afraid? It makes me think of the concept of what at least I was taught, and I know many of us were taught, of what it means to be strong. I was raised here in the phrase, strong black woman. You need to be a strong black woman. And I'm like, but what does that even mean? Does it mean physically strong? And if it means emotionally strong, what does that mean? Does that mean that you can't have negative feelings? Because I know whenever I resist my feelings, I don't feel strong. I feel exhausted. I feel depleted. I feel weak after. I actually had one of my clients say that she felt like she had to be strong for her kids and keep it together. And this was after we talked about why some things in her business weren't moving forward. And she was like, well, I just, every few weeks, I'm just out for a couple of days. I just couldn't do anything. And it's one of those things where she was like, well, but I have to be strong for the kids. She was experiencing some negative emotions, some discomfort as she was going through life, as we do. We're not, it's not always rainbows and peaches every morning when we wake up. Sometimes we're a little bit confused or frustrated, right? But she was resisting those feelings. And when she, after a while, she hit that wall and there was this pattern, right? The pattern of go, 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 ignore, ignore, resist, resist, and then crash. And I think about it like when you hold a beach ball under the water, if you've ever tried to do that, it is intense and it's hard and it's difficult. But guess what happens when you finally let go because you are gonna let go because you're gonna get tired, the ball shoots up in the air. And so what if being strong for one's kids didn't mean that you had to, quote, keep it together? What if it didn't mean that? What if it meant that you were able to show all of the emotions and they be all okay? I propose we change the definition of strong. I don't think the definition of strong should mean you don't feel your feelings, that you don't acknowledge when you're feeling sad or frustrated or upset. I think the definition of strong means being willing to say, I'm not okay. To understand that it's okay to not be okay. To be able and willing, which we all are able to do because that's how we were born into this world, but to be 
willing and to teach ourselves and to relearn how to sit with our feelings, to sit with the discomfort of whatever the emotion is, right? To sit with all of the, the emotions. Do we want to sit with an experience happy and excited? If we want to sit with that, if life is 50-50 and part of the human experience is feeling all of the range of emotions, then can we sit with, can we be strong enough to not resist, right? Because that's like the beach ball that we eventually will wear out from, burn out from. Or can we just sit with it and allow it, maybe understand it? The challenge, I think, comes when we have decided to label certain emotions good and acceptable and other ones bad and unacceptable. And so, of course, it makes sense that if we've been taught that story that this is unacceptable and this is bad, and of course, we're good girls, <laughs> right? And we want to be professional. We want to be poised. We don't want to do anything bad. We want to do what's good and what's right. And so if that's what we've been taught, of course, we would want to ignore, avoid, distract, push down, eat <laughs> the negative emotions because we decided those were bad and unacceptable. But what if they were all just neutral? Like they just all were. I happen to have on my yin yang t-shirt today. So there, there is both and they both go together. What if they were just, they just were. What if we decided to expect positive and negative feelings and to embrace them when they show up? Like, oh, there you are again. Kind of like when I say fear is allowed and is expected, but don't let it drive the bus. Don't let it drive your business, right? We don't always have to get it perfect. We don't always have to get it right. And what if we don't need more sleep or more help? We just need to stop forcing ourselves into actions and pushing against our emotions. And maybe we need to take a minute to look at our own mindset. Think about this. How often do you force yourself to just go and go and go and get it done? And then you're completely wiped after. Maybe you can build your business this way. And I promise you, the first year that I, of my newest niche, I did it that way. I was just determined and I just gunned through it, but I was exhausted afterwards. And I remember thinking, if this is what it's like at this amount, there is no way in the world I am going to build it bigger because I'm already exhausted. And what I learned from really taking the time to sit with and process my feelings, the discomfort, the whatever was coming up, was that I could work less and make more. And by making more, it just means that I helped more people. Right? So even though you could build your business through force, wouldn't it be nice to build it through flow? Wouldn't it be nice to build a business the way you want to, as opposed to thinking that you have to, that you have to force yourself to go, that you can't take a nap if you feel like you need it, right? So which of these do you do? It's something interesting to think about because I realized for myself that I would avoid and distract and buffer by eating, sleeping, working more, drinking. What do you do? Or do you do what we call sometimes failing ahead of time? Do you avoid reaching out and even attempting your goals because you anticipate the pain? You anticipate that it's going to be awful. 
And then my question is, why do we do that? Because if I think about running, for example, if you've never run before, you don't expect to go out there and be able to run a marathon out the gate. No. You say, okay, I've got a plan for this. I've got to train for this. Maybe I need to have some pep talks with myself because when I first get out there, it's going to suck. <laughs> it's going to be hard and I'm not going to be able to do much, right? We have these talks with ourselves all the time. It's the same thing with the emotional stuff. We have the ability, you have the ability to talk to yourself, to coach yourself, to give yourself a pep talk. When we go from this space of being strong in the previous definition of it, to feeling our feelings, it's going to not feel so good. But it is something that you can do. It's just a new skill. It's just a new skill. You know how to learn new skills. And you also know how to talk yourself through stuff. So here's the baby step. If you're like, okay, I do get what you're saying. I have been avoiding feeling the negative emotions and I do want to get better at that because I do know that I'm having these moments where I hit the wall and then I'm no good for a couple of days and it's really affecting me. So the baby step is to just start noticing when you feel negative emotion and see if you can name it. Can you put an emotional label to it? Is it exhilarated? Is it humiliated? Is it ex excited? Is it exhausted? Whether you feel positive or negative, see, can you start to name it? Sad, disappointed, humiliated, ashamed, frustrated. No judgment. Just see, can you name it? Sometimes just being able to name it takes the power away from it. But try not to label it as this is a good feeling and this is a bad feeling in, in that this is right or this is wrong, okay? The next step would be to ask yourself, why am I feeling like this? And your brain's going to offer some suggestions. Then see if you can have some compassion for yourself. It's going to be challenging at first, but whatever you do, Give yourself some compassion, give yourself some grace, give yourself some time, right? And if we think about this in terms of the, the marathon example and the physical pain, right? If we can teach ourselves to do that on purpose because we know what's on the other side, the freedom, the strength and everything that's on the other side, maybe we can do this for ourselves. And especially since you're going to be uncomfortable either way. If you're going to be uncomfortable not having the business and life you want, and you're going to be uncomfortable as you feel your feelings, you might as well get what you want. So if you've been avoiding certain things in your business because you don't want to feel the discomfort, but it's become too uncomfortable to just sit on your dreams, let's talk. Go to TavanaDenise.com forward slash momentum and let's create a plan. Until next time, friend.